What's going on, Irregulars? Welcome back on another Thursday. It is not your girl, Katie. We just haven't figured out what to call me yet. Oh, my gosh. Let's figure it out. We gotta, we're got we going to sit down next meeting, next Tuesday. Guys, we meet on Tuesdays if you haven't known. Or we've mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. we have. Yeah, so next Tuesday, we're going to sit down. We're going to come up with your tagline. But in the meantime, it's your boy, Bobby. What's going on? Welcome back. Caitlin, give me something. Give me something good. Uh, Well... <laughs> As we've mentioned previously on a couple of episodes, I am not a timely person. I nope. I struggle there. I like to say that I'm worth the wait. Oh gosh, stop! <laughs> but that's today, so cocky. But good for you. It for is. You. I I always say I don't always. I might I might not get there on time, but when I come there, the party has started. Oh jeez. So um, things I tell myself anyway. So. I arrived today on time. Well, I was three minutes late as opposed to my normal three hours late to record. This is true. However, uh, my full-time job is really kicking my ass right now. Um, Just busy season for me. So I showed up with my laptop like, hey, I know that we're supposed to start recording. Our guest is actually here with us. And I I just need to finish this up for work really quick. And then our guest was here like two minutes after I even arrived. And I was like, fuck. Dude, I gotta eat dinner still. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? So I just sat at Bobby's parents' table and uh worked for the last hour and a half. And we've tried to start this recording three times and we've been interrupted by a pe- text from my boss. Just so you know, it's coming up on two hours. Okay. Yeah. So just to rub it in a little bit so, more. Yeah. So um and then to just add insult to injury, uh, we are recording this the day after St. Patrick's Day, which um you would think, knowing me, that I'd be hungover, but indeed I am not because I bartended last night and I did not get home till four o'clock in the morning because you motherfuckers like to drink. Hell yeah, <laughs> I was at the bar. I wasn't drinking, but I was there. You you always have brain good time though. Yeah, yeah, we were we were chilling. You know, what I mean, yeah. just had some just had some food, watched other people. Uh, some of the regulars come in. Holy shit, were they smacked? Yeah, up. people were. Oh my god, were, it was a good time though. We had a great time. Um. It was just, it's exhausting. Yeah, um, no drama too, which I'm pretty surprised about. I I think that because we weren't open till two o'clock in the morning yet, um, that's yeah. like where the where the witching hour kind of happens, and people just start. You've just been drinking for too long at that point. I Absolutely. Think, on Patty's day. Yeah, some of the yeah some of the regulars that came in are like, we've been drinking six since two o'clock. I'm like, do you have jobs? The fuck, There's I was at work about, at two. Well, here's the thing too: is St. Patrick's Day typically leads right into March Madness. So people usually start drinking on St. Patrick's Day and don't stop until the tournament's over. Yeah, like all then, day. And it's just a fucking bender for what, like a week and a half or whatever yeah. it is. But yeah, no, it was a good time last night. You know. Like I said, it's good food. Actually, I forgot to mention to you that I had customers come in. They were like, hey, we kind of just moved in the area. Where should we go? And I was like, if you want good, like, local food, just like a divey bar, but it's, like, kind of good, you know, head here. And they were like, okay. Let's give them a plug. Lansdale Tavern, Yeah, Lansdale baby. Tavern. Yeah, it's a fucking great place. the best place. bar in town. Yeah. And, um, and that was funny because after I got done setting their phones up, they're like, all right, we're going to go out to dinner. And I was like, you need to text me and tell me where you went because they just moved in. I told them a bunch of different places and whatnot. And, uh. They texted me. They were like, actually, we wound up going to Tavern. I was like, hell nice. yeah. And they were like, dude, the Buffalo Chicken Dip is the, he said it was the, possibly the best he's ever had. Wow. Yeah. Wow, so, nice. and then I told I them, I actually ate some of that last night at 2 30 in the morning. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but then, uh, yeah, it was funny. And then I told him about another pizza joint. And I was like, yeah, go here for the pizza joint. And they were like, okay. And he came back in today because he had some issues and we fixed them and whatnot. But uh, came back in. He's like, hey, guess what? Actually, me and the wife are going to get Vinny's tomorrow. And I was like, let's go. Vinny's <laughs> another great spot. So basically now we're changing our regular podcast to be a food critic 
uh, podcast. Absolutely. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but how are you, Bobby? I'm good. I've been on a fucking bender lately and not a bender in like a Caitlin bender because a Caitlin bender involves getting fucked up for like a week straight. I resent that, even though it's true. <laughs> yeah, even though... I can't last a week. It's usually like three days. But yeah, regardless. exactly. But I've been on a bender. Me and my roommate, we've, I don't even know how we got on the topic, but we started talking about like old video games and we picked up, um, I went and picked up at my parents' house, my old N64, and we have been playing Zelda nonstop. And we are like 30 years old playing a game designed for like nine-year-olds. And we're like bragging about how fucking good we are at it. It's like, well, no shit. Like we're 30. Like if you're not good at this, then you kind of suck, you know? But it's a, I've been playing every single day. I beat the game twice in a week, which it took me seven years to beat before. It's just been, it's been, and then I catch him, which is the best part. I wake up in the morning or I wake up like real late at night. And then all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck is that sound? It'd be like 2.30 in the morning. And I'll like peek over the balcony. And all of a sudden I hear like, him just like whooping some dude's ass <laughs> in the game, and I'm just like, you fucking animal! Like we, we went to bed, we went quote unquote went to bed two hours ago, and he just wakes up, he starts playing a game, shit. Wait, so you've beat it twice, and you're you're playing it a third time now? I I beat it once, and then um I went to go do like another mission that was like outside of like the main storyline, and the game froze and fucking deleted everything, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. So Can you like, remember as a kid when that happened? I would, I used to cry when that would happen. I'd be like, my whole life is wasted. Oh, yeah, dude. It was fucking, the, it was the, the world ended at that yeah. point. So I was like, God damn it. So I was like, you know what? Let's pick up the sticks and let's, let's just beat it again real quick so we can go do that mission again. So I picked up the sticks, beat it in like nice. five days or Did something. Did you ever like have that. the gaming system? sega which like didn't have a memory card and you literally just had to play until you straight through yeah. pretty much had to like die or go to sleep and you're like you would get to like the 12th level and you're like i'm so close but my parents say i gotta go to bed and then right. you just start from the beginning the next day and it's fucking horrible i did not have sega to answer I your did. original question but i do know that feeling trust Awful. me yeah but yeah i've just been fucking whooping some ass in there and, nice. and just doing that and then uh making me proud Oh yeah, you know when I the little free I get one day a week to myself for the most part, r- really because you know this takes up so much time, and then I have a full time job, and then I have a, a quote unquote a part time job, a little side gig, um, and it's just it's exhausting. So like when I do, I just sit there and I just fucking rack out on some video games for like a couple hours and just chill, just real chill. So you should put that on your dating profile. I'm sure girls would love that. <laughs> like, has oh, beat Zelda twice. Has beat Zelda twice in three weeks. And then they're going to be like, cool, virgin. <laughs> like, fuck you. Can't like, beat that pussy up, but I can beat Zelda. Damn right. Fucking G- Ganondorf doesn't stand a fucking chance. Wait, I don't bitch. even know what you just said. Ganondorf's the bad guy. <laughs> fuck, fuck him, dude. Beat him and his fucking posse. Oh, fuck him. my God. All right. All right. Let's reel it in a little bit here. We have a guest with us this week. And I'm excited to say... Um, we have a dude here. We haven't had, I haven't been outnumbered yet. No, you haven't. Uh, no, we've had, we've had one girl. We've had a girl and a guy. Yeah. We haven't yeah. had one solo dude yet since yeah, I've been on the show. Yeah. yeah. You have not been outnumbered. It's been tied a couple times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, not outnumbered. It's exciting. So today we have someone with us who has struggled with a medical condition, uh, most of his life. 
And mm. we're kind of just here to talk about how it's changed his perspective and outlook on life and kind of how he's had to adapt to a new normal from this condition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I met this guest at a job, my, one of my actually my first like quote unquote real job out of college. And uh, we kind of kicked it off like right away because he's just a is a fucking goof. I mean, you guys will find out he's just a goofy kid. And, you know, I, we had we had a fun job together and whatnot. And it was really quick that I like realized like he's younger than me. He may be taller than me, but fuck him. He's younger than me. And he's like my, my little brother. You know what I mean? So like I kind of took him under my wing and just you know, we would talk about life a lot and, and help him out with girls and all this other bullshit and whatnot. And he just became like a really, really good friend. And, you know, ever since starting this podcast and whatnot, I mean, he's a perfect candidate to talk about, you know, these medical conditions that he's endured and the surgeries and everything that he's gone through and then just kind of where he came from here. So on that note, I would like to introduce KJ, what's going on, brother? How you doing? What's up, Bobby? How are you, man? I've never had a bad day in my life. I, do you live by that? I do live, you by, live that. by that. It you sounds live like by you that. do too, I think, right? Uh, I mean, I have my fair shares, but I try to try to stay positive through what I go through on a daily basis. There you go. I love it. I love it. So uh, let's just start off with a little bit about yourself, You know, who you are, where you're from, stuff like that. All right. So uh, my name's KJ. I'm 27. From Quakertown, uh, pretty local to Bobby, you know. Um, I work for Amazon, so I am basically everybody's best friend. I would deliver your packages. Oh, baby. <laughs> Everybody knows you. And the funny thing is, funny story, I'll never forget it. When I first started the job, I was actually delivering around here and delivered to Bobby. Oh, oh yeah, I was at when, my house. When you were at your house, yeah, you were at your Wait, house. here at your parents? Yeah, yep. yeah, I was here, like, doing my side gig over COVID and whatnot, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm, like, walking up out the front door to go to get something out of my car, and I'm like, KJ? He's like, Bobby? I'm like, what the fuck are you doing That's here? That's amazing. And then he was like, I'm bringing a package to, oh, here. And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess I'll take it. And then it was funny, and then he was like, well, it's kind of my lunch break, so fuck it. And we just pulled up in the driveway and had lunch together. You're kidding. No, yeah. no, That's no, no, amazing. no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was I was like completely blown away by it. That's amazing. Are you like one of those drivers that like does like cool shit and like dances and stuff like that? Up to the it's door? funny that you say that because yes. Wait, are you, really? <laughs> yes. No I, way. No, like there's. You got to show us some people, footage. You people got any footage? That, like I have some. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Can we post yeah. it on our Instagram? There's. What? Can we post it on our Instagram page? Yeah, I mean, Hell that's fine. Yes. I'll, I'll send it over. But oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I love my job. And it's so funny because, you know, you're out there like, you know, today obviously sucked because it rained all day. The only time that I hate my job when it rains or snows. But like the days that we had like 60s, 70 degree weather, it was perfect. I'd be out here bumping in the in the uh in the van having music turned up all the way and just you got an amazon van too you're official yeah yeah you don't fuck around yeah he he had posted his snapchat the other day and it was just like what we really do i think the caption was like what i really do when i'm picking up your packages and it's just like him fucking like bebopping the music like (laughs) in there like that while he's just like sorting through his shit like pulling through stuff out and he's just like "Uh, uh," and i was like you fucking would be doing that. Like me, I would be miserable. I would fucking hate that job. I would be like, the, the only reason why I would like that job is because I get to mu- listen to music like all the time, which I love doing. But like, I would be like, dude, this is so like repetitive. But you know what? KJ finds the good in everything. And there he is. You yeah, know, you, I- you honestly like you listen to music all day, every day. You listen to podcasts all day, every day. 
but it keeps you up and keeps you moving. Like, you know, I'll have over, you know, sometimes over 190 some stops and I'm done. You know, wow. I just keep going and going and going. That music keeps me going and going. It's, it's just so much fun. And you meet so many, di- you meet so many different people. And I'm not going to lie. I've gotten delivered to a couple friends, Bobby and, you know, a couple other people. Dude, so. I, I will say one thing too about KJ is not only did we work a job together, but like he's worked multiple jobs since then as well too, as have I. He has always like loved his job. Like you love working. Yeah, I mean like I have to give it to my mom, my dad. They raised me, they have that good work ethic and I just kind of, you know, I just kind of like the work. He he does. Yeah. He just likes. Can't relate. Yeah. But good for you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I fucking hate working. No. I'm just kidding. I love my job and this job too. And, I mean, it all depends on like what job you had. Like you know, like when I worked at BMW, Bobby, I absolutely loved it because it was cars. You know, when I uh, worked for the Flyers one year, it was sports. Oh yeah, yeah. he worked for the Flyers yeah. too. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was sports, and then, like now, just you know, driving around, being all outdoors, working for Amazon, and I'm happy. You know. I love that. Okay, so so let's just get into it. You're 27 now. Um, I know nothing really about your story. Bobby's given me bits and pieces. So what's a good starting place? So, you know, um, we'll say uh, back to now we're going back to when I was like 12. Um, and you were you perfectly healthy before this, like lived a normal yeah, life? Yeah, no, I mean, like. Go? From what, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought... Like, were you a premature baby or anything that led to no, some of this? Like, no, Because you know that sometimes that like, you can leave. Yeah, no, I don't know what you're saying, no, but I was, like, perfectly fine, perfectly healthy, you know, um, throughout school. I was sports, sports, sports. Every sport there was, you know, and uh, I'll never forget, you know, back to when I was, like, you know, like, 10, 11 years old, playing basketball for, you know, like, uh, the league or whatever, I'd be getting these headaches all the time. And my mom's like, well, you need to drink some, you know how parents are, you need to drink some more water. I'm like, mom, like I drink enough water and I drink enough Gatorade, like I, and just keep on having these headaches. And I mean, like they're bad. Um, then she took me to the doctors and uh, did some tests and we did an MRI and uh, MRI comes around and uh, they say, uh, yeah, well, you're going to have to need brain surgery. And this is when I'm like 12. And I'm just like, you know, when you're 12 years old, like, you, you all you do is, like, play outside. Like fucking Pokemon cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what grade were you in at that point? 12, you're, se- you're Probably seventh like grade. Six, seventh grade, yeah. You're, you're 11, 12, It was in 2006, so it was sixth grade because, you know, once the 2000s hit, that's when it was, like, mm-hmm. 2000 was kindergarten. Oh, so that's oh, that's how I can. Wow. Yeah, because you're 11 turning 12 and six, and then 12 turning 13 and seven. Right, 12 I graduated from high school, so sixth grade. Okay. So I was in sixth grade, and um, they said. So what was the brain surgery for? So the brain surgery was for. So they said I had Chiari malformation, which what, which is which is huh? where. So yeah, it's called, can you actually can you repeat that extremely slow because I missed that. So it's called Chiari malformation. So okay. basically, what it was was my cerebellum, and if you know everybody that you know is in that medical field knows the cerebellum is in your brain and it controls all your motor movements. Mm-hmm. So what happened with mine was that it overgrew into my brainstem. So. It grew too much. So if we would have just left it go and nobody said anything about it, 
I probably could have been paralyzed. You oh would have just been God. paralyzed, just wake up one morning and... I could have been, yeah. That, that's what they said. That oh, I could have so been like that. did they remove some of it? So the what they had to do, so, you know, go to, you know, get my brain surgery and they had to cauterize it. So they like literally cut it. Oh, I watched Grey's Anatomy. I know what that means. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. I'm like basically a resident. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. So, uh, so I did that and I'll never forget when we went into the hospital, you know, we're trying to find a doctor try to find a, a neurosurgeon that was in with the insurance company and everything like that. And I remember we found this one neurosurgeon and he wasn't in our network, in our network. Thank yeah. you. I know. I know a little bit about that bullshit too, but keep going. It's <laughs> so, it's so much bullshit. It's not even funny. We go there and you know, he can't do the surgery. So then we're going to fight the insurance company. Mm -hmm. Well, luckily we found somebody in our network so i remember going through doctor after doctor after doctor and you know some of these doctors are saying oh well you could die in surgery well tell that to a 12 year old yeah like exactly exactly i mean like i got my whole life ahead of me i play sports like that's Did you all like I have can. a full grasp on this this time or are you kind of just like what's happening i basically that's from what i remember it was like what's going on here and i think because you're 12 like you don't fucking yeah know. and like the thing is is like my mom on the other hand like i couldn't imagine what she was going through when i'm only 12 i mean i couldn't imagine what it would be like on a parent side of it mm -hmm. so we do all that and then i get cleared to play sports uh you know after all that and i'll never forget just the recovery part of it when i came out of surgery being 12 years old i couldn't move my neck like side to side, like, I couldn't like how I'm looking at side. you, like make the no motion. I could not make any motion whatsoever. So they had to do it slowly. You know, it, it took a while. And when we left the hospital, we, you know, got home, whatever, doing the recovery process. And my mom had to teach me how to walk hmm. all over again. So at, like, 12? Ever, at 12. So if you ever watch like Star Wars, remember Jar Jar Banks? I actually okay, have well, watched Star Wars. I have not. Boom. So. <laughs> so I basically walk like Jar Jar Banks. And so my mom had, had to teach me to walk all over again. So now we fast forward. Um, you know, I played sports throughout high school. I ran track throughout high school. So it was one surgery they said was going to fix and you thought that was it. Right. So some of the, some people that I've actually met that have had this condition that I had, they've had the surgery more than once. I got really lucky and had it one time awesome so i mean there's a bunch of other people out there um they said that i was like one in three thousand that had this condition had in general con yes oh like in the world yes wow like, oh oh not like you have a one in three thousand chance like you were one in three thousand out of the nine billion people yes, that are on the planet yes i was one in three thousand that's a pretty cool fucking statistic I, I, bro yeah, what's yeah. the math on that hold on so like if so that so that's why you were being so picky about the surgeon because you're like not that many people have gotten the surgery is that exactly what I'm exactly okay. and back wow, at i feel the like time, i'm watching Grey's anatomy right now this is so fulfilling for me but I, anyway continue i'm sorry that was I, i'm not like getting fired up about your no misfortune. you're good you're good Dude, you are in the if I'm not mistaken, times by 100, you're in the 0. 0.00005 percentile yeah. of people Holy in shit. the entire world. Now, mind you, that amongst was amongst a legend, people. <laughs> yes. Now, mind you, that was when I was 12. Since then, I've actually met people that have had the same surgery as I did. 
That's wow. crazy. How do you it, meet them? Just so one, the girl that I was dating, her best friend's mom. I was out with them. We were at the bar, and her mom came up to me, and she saw the scar on the back of my head, and yeah. she was like, "Look, I got the same one too." That's wild. And, you, and she had the did same you guys, exact like, surgery. Unite like Power Rangers. And fucking... Basically, she was just like, anytime that I saw her, she'd be like, yo, that's my Kiari buddy right there. Oh Isn't God. that kind of cool, though? Like when I meet someone who like, you know, survives cancer, has had cancer as well, too. Like you just have that conversation. It's, it's weird. Like you have that connection. Yeah. Like, right away. I'm like, yeah, I had cancer, too. They're like, oh, my gosh. Like I met a person um, down in Florida had the exact same type of cancer as me as well, too. That's and we wild. even and we even which I mean, my cancer is pretty like uh, calm quote-unquote common like it's not yeah. like it's not rare but like the dude looked exact he was a little tall he was like me but stretched out you know he was like taller you know but bald facial hair and he was like i was like yeah you know i got sick in 2017 he's like i got sick in 20 i think 15 i was like what'd you have and he's like i had diffused b-cell lymphoma i was like i had diffused b-cell lymphoma and we were like unite you know what I mean? like we were best friends after that it's you like know? that spider-man meme where it's like they're all pointing at each other like wait, yeah no, wait wait that's the same fucking person that's cool though that, that yeah you know, no it is people. really cool and then like i'll never forget the one time i was uh at xfinity with a bunch of friends and there was a dude standing right in front of me had the same exact scar like on the back of his head the first thing i did was i tapped him on the shoulder and i said did you have kiari surgery he's like yeah you i what? said Dude, I had the same thing. He was he he had his when he was eighteen. So nice. it, it's so cool because sometimes like if I see like somebody has like a scar on the back of their head, my first thing is Are you are you a team member? Are you a team member of what <laughs> I am? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So back to the story. So, you know, I played sports. Like I said, I played all the sports. You know, I ran track all four years. Um, now we're going into college. And this is where it it got a little frustrating for me um because i went to i went to a couple of different schools and then when i got to i did when i got to kutztown um i went from bucks transfer to kutztown i said this is this is where i'm going to graduate like mm -hmm. this is it um and i just had all these headaches again all the headaches start come back and i went to my mom and I said, hey, I'm starting to get those Chiari headaches again. So then we made an appointment with the doctor, the, the doctor that we were seeing at the time. And uh, so that it went on for like two years. And they were just like, oh, no, you're good. Like, you know, just headaches after headaches. And I'm like, mom, there's something going on. Mm -hmm. And... Um, did they feel the same way, like the headaches? Like, because you know how there's like different types of headaches. Like, you have like the in yeah. the front of your head that your eyes hurt, or like the back of your neck. Like, was it exactly what you felt before, or let's worse? Just, let's just say that, like, me knowing my body and knowing what those headaches felt back then, mm -hmm. that's the same headaches that I was having. Triggered right away. And like, that's why I said to my mom, I was like, hey, it's those Chiari headaches. Like, yeah. it's not like a headache. It's a Chiari headache to me. Yeah because I know what that pain feels like. So after Kutztown, I had, to, I had to come back home and go to community college because with all the medical stuff that was going on, I just, I just couldn't go back. And So at this point, you're having the headaches, but everyone's telling you that you're fine. So you right. decided to stay home because of them? Well, because it was just so much going on medically. Like, right. you know, I missed a lot of classes just because 
of going doctor's appointments here and there and like not mm. feeling good. And I'm yeah. sure being on your own too, like you're by yourself. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And which uh, is, if I'm not mistaken, the first time you've ever lived by yourself as well too. Basically. At that point, which yeah. is, there's no shame. That's most. Yeah, most no, scary, that was but, basically when, you know, like, that's scary. No, even though I was only 45 minutes away from home, it, I mean, like, it was definitely scary for me because the it's longest like, 45 minute drive that you'll have to take if something it, happens. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But the nice thing is, is that, like, you know, you know, my parents were close enough to where, like, I could, you know, we have a doctor's appointment, I can drive to it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's not like I was, like, away at a state where I would be like, oh, great. Now I got to try to find in. a fly in. Oh. Yeah. So at what point did you finally realize there was something else going on? So it, I'm trying to think. I was I was playing baseball. I was trying out for baseball for Bucks, and you know just going through practice and whatever and tryouts. And you know I was first base, and I'm such some, such a little kid. When I hear first base, I think of like making out, not like such baseball. A dork. Such <laughs> anyway, a dork. back to the story. So. You know, I'm, I'm trying out for the team, and the coach says, oh, your timing's off. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. He's like, whenever somebody throws the ball to you, you have your hand out like this, but then you got to do it, like, really fast. Like, your timing on the ball is off. So we went back. So, um, and were you previously pretty good at sports? Yeah, I mean. He's I, an athletic kid. I'm at, yeah, like so I this said, was not a normal this it's not like you just sucked at baseball this was an abnormal was, exactly, thing for you exactly okay. like you know i played sports all my life and i've never had this type of problem so so then oh that's what it was i it was reverse it so i tried out for um i tried out for bucks first made the team did all that and then i was transferring that's what it was i was transferring the cuts down and I wanted to try to play baseball at Kutztown. So when we did that, that's when more of it came because then concussion tests and everything like that, my balance was off. And we're just like, this this doesn't make any sense. So we went back to, you know, the had our whatever. And they said, well, you have superficial cirrhosis. Okay, well. Want to do that one more time again? <laughs> so. Supercalifragilistic what? Yeah, right. Expialidocious. <laughs> so it's called superficial siderosis. Okay. Still, so still is just as confused. So tell yeah. us more. So yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, what that is is basically like iron deposits. Ah, fuck. We were talking about this earlier when I was telling you about it. I was like, you yeah, were? he has mercury deposits, but I was like, that because doesn't sound you, right. You, I remember you saying that to me. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, it doesn't sound right. It's iron. This just goes to show deposits. how much I don't listen to you when you talk to me because I don't remember that at all. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that, Caitlin. So you had iron deposits where? So I had iron deposits on parts of my brain that shouldn't have been there. Okay. That's what was causing all this, um, my balance being off, my And was this related to your first yes. situation? That's what they say. Okay. It was related to my first surgery. Now, the crazy part of this is, is that I was labeled one in 10 million. So take With, that statistic, add it to the point zero 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 five, And, you know, you're, you're pretty much one of a kind at this point. Pretty much like a rare. 
Yeah. Like, you are the first edition Charizard Pokemon card. Holographic, you know, baby. Holographic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're a exactly. rare breed. I'm really I, showing what a nerd I am in this episode because I'm like, I know, I know, <laughs> I knew Zelda, I know Star Wars, now I know Pokemon. Ooh. Let's go. Why and you I had a Sega. You, you know, Logan Paul would have those bib wars on me for those Pokemon cards, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have his Charizard disease. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called, so we're just going to start calling it that. Oh so, my gosh. We'll fast forward. Um, things, you know, this whole new normal will come to. So did you get a surgery then for this? So 2018. So they tell us we have a superficial cirrhosis and they say everything's fine and everything like that. Just on like medication or whatever. So you didn't need surgery for it at that point? Not at that point. Okay. So not at that point. So then we go to we just got so sick and tired of like i kept on telling myself like i know there's something wrong there's obvious if i'm not feeling right my body's not feeling there is something wrong and i kept on telling my mom that and i was like mom there's something wrong with me like i don't know they what they say it your is. body is your best doctor like right. if you're if you're feeling something because like when i when they told me about my like my cancer like if it if it comes back like your body is going to tell you before anything else like you'll know right away like that something isn't right so like i it's, know exactly it's so true saying. it's so true and uh i'm such a hypochondriac this is not gonna be good for me tonight guys i just need you to know that but anyway <laughs> so we're you know we find that and i'm like so we go visit different doctors and the one doctor I will never forget looks at me and he says like, look, I can't help you because I have no idea what this is. And when you're now, mind you, I'm 20, 23 at the time I had work. I had, I was just in my last semester of college and I was like, so excited. Like, Finally, like I'm going to be able to graduate. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it changed after that. We find if it wasn't for and what they and the neurosurgeon and the neurologist that we found, I I probably would have been dead. Like my mom will tell you that straight up. Like I probably would have been dead because it's so serious here. What? we found out through an MRI is that my brain, my cerebellum of my brain was literally separating. From itself or from, from your brain? Just my brain was literally separating. Oh. The cerebellum was like literally separating from my brain. Jesus Christ. And That's so fucking metal. I'm not going to lie. And sounds... the crazy thing is, is that I'm going to the gym all the time. I'm still playing sports. <gasps> oh my God. I mean, like, I'm, dude, one I'm going snowboarding. I mean, how many times have you seen me go snowboarding? Oh my god! So, like, let me ask you this: You take one, like, you're up to bat. You take one pitch to the to the head with the helmet or not, you're, you're dropping dead. Who knows? But I more probably, than likely, yeah, 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 yeah. So is no. this? So did they find this out from the MRI and somebody just caught it and they hadn't caught it prior? Like, how did they? Or did it grow? So apparently, what we found out that all the way back from 2007, it started to grow, and in the doctors that we saw before they were like oh there's nothing but there's little bits and pieces that if this other doctor didn't pick up mm-hmm. who would have known what happened so they so we go and we see the neurologist 
And he was so like, can oh. I just ask, what was that like when you finally got that answer? Like, no, you're right. There is something wrong. It, I, I mean, like, I mean, it was bad news. It was but... hard. It was hard, but it, like, it felt good that like, finally, like somebody actually like listened to me saying that there's something wrong. Like it finally feel, was, vi- feel vindicated that yeah. like I'm right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like I'm not crazy. Like there's actually something wrong with me. And uh, we're but, sitting at the, having the appointment. He was like, yeah, I'm going to need you to go see my neurosurgeon. And it's just to go look over everything. And I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, and then that's when they told me, hey, we need to do like brain surgery on you ASAP. Your brain is literally separating. I'll never forget my mouth dropped and I just bawled. Ugh. I bawled. Mind you, I was just like, one, we'll wait on the brain surgery. Two, I've got to, I'm in my last semester of college. Like it's taken me seven years just to get to this point, I'm not giving up. Mm. Like I am, I will push the brain surgery aside. My best friend was getting married that year. And I was like, I'm not missing his wedding. I'm not missing college graduation. Like if I've dealt with this for the past, you know, however long, I'm sure I can go another year without doing anything. And he was like, look, and the neurosurgeon said to me, he was like, look, that's not a smart idea, but you know, you do, you basically, you do you like it, this is, you know, now it's just like, he said, if there's one more instance of you having any headaches whatsoever, it's, it's done. I said, okay, that's fine. I'm coming home from, I was commuting in the box. I was coming home and I had this super bad headache where I had double vision this is my, meanwhile, I was driving home and I lost vision in my right eye. Oh my Fuck. God. And I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, it was only Did you like, crash? huh? Did you no. crash the car? Thank no. God. I was, it, I mean, it was only like 10, 15 seconds, but it was my mom, you know, I went home and I told my mom and she was just like, okay, that's it. You're done. You're getting this. So we went back to, the, the neurosurgeon and said, okay, look, I'll get it done. Okay. So we go. So the first surgery that I had was to fix this problem to, because my cerebellum was literally separating from my brain, they put a metal plate in to, it was kind of like a bra to like pull, you know, put it back into place and keep it there. So did that. And I wake up from the surgery and just like how you had the, the one guest that she said, you know, her dad like woke up from like brain surgery and was like really pissed off or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this time, um, I woke up and I was just like, I was high as cut, super happy. <laughs> that like, was, that was <laughs> yeah. No, do, do you remember it? I do. I remember going into the OR and you know how like they give you the, you know, the stuff that the, what's it called? anesthesia thank you the anesthesia and i remember saying to the doctor like oh i bet you i can hold it longer than anybody else has (laughs) fucking three seconds yeah dude it's like three seconds and i was like out (laughs) so had that woke up from it and 
like I said, I had to, the, my mom had to teach me how, you know, I basically had to rewalk again. Again, at you, 23. Were you verbal? Could you talk? Like I could talk and everything like that. But like when I went through that, that was like, dude, I'm like 24 years old. And I was so worried about my job. I was like, oh my gosh, am I never, I'm not, am I going to get fired from my job because I had this? Is and, that legal? Okay. No, but like when you when you're my age and like all you do is work, it's the first thing that I thought about. It's like <laughs> he's I, like not my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love my job. Yeah, then there was me. I'm like, can I get fucking time off? <laughs> like, so then um, two weeks go by. I'm you know recovering upstairs in my room, and my mom finds me unconscious in my room. Oh shit! She comes in grabs me they call the ambulance i get to the emergency room and i'm staring down a second surgery well, because how come? for what so well, well, i, I had, guess now this would be actually your third no this one's my second well, well yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah three total three total three total three total um so i had a spinal fluid leak oh my gosh yeah that also sounds pretty metal not gonna lie yeah so i had a spinal fluid leak and I had meningitis on top of it. Well, my Grey's Anatomy education is really paying off right yeah. now because <laughs> I, had, I, I know I had, exactly what you're talking about. Had, but for those of us who aren't as educated, do you want to give a little bit of background about what that means? The I had bacterial meningitis, and I, all I can say is that it was probably the worst pain I've ever been Doesn't in. Doesn't that kill people? Lots. It, it could. And, and it can it make can. you paralyzed, it could, right? It could, yeah. It could. Was but this related to your my, condition? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how it happened. It just... It just happened. That is wild. Yeah. So that was my third surgery. And what they had to do was go in and the part of your brain that's called like the Dora. It's like the muscle in the back of your neck. I think that's what it is. Um, mine was completely shot just because of all the trauma that it's been through, you know, mm. opening up that scar thirty the third time. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they do that. And so did they repair that muscle? Yeah, so they okay. flapped it over. Stitched me back up. <laughs> if, I wish you guys could see his motion. He's just like like winging a wand around, like stitched me back yeah, up. I'm, <laughs> I'm so quiet right now because you're telling a great story. I, I'm like mesmerized right yeah. now. So uh, I'm in the hospital. And I'll never forget, like a side sidetrack, I'll never forget it. Um, but you were just coming home from you were home from Florida. Yeah, I was visiting. Yeah. Right, you were visiting, and this dude came in and like literally sat with me in the hospital, and came yeah. to visit. Yeah, I went up for like a couple hours. Yep. I was home. Yep. Well, I mean, bro, it wasn't. I mean, like, let's be honest, bro, it wasn't looking good for KJ, like at that time. Like you, I saw your sister, I believe, post some things and whatnot. Like, you know, it was not looking good, and it was fucking scary. And I'm like, well, if I'm home. And I hate to say this, but what it is what it is. If God forbid something happens, I would hate to say that I couldn't go see the homie. You know what I mean? Like, so I shot up, and I think me, you, and your parents. I, did I bring food? Did I bring like Chick Fil A or something? I, like yeah, that? something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember me like laying in the hospital bed and like looking over and be like, "Oh, what's Bobby? Up? You're here from Florida?" Yeah, Aww. like I was, I was, yeah. yeah I was hanging out it, with it, him and the parents. For yeah, a while. exactly. It, it, it meant it meant a lot, you know. And then. um so that happened. We go back home, and I think maybe like a month later, this was April. I was right back into the hospital again, 
And this time... Oh, fuck. Actually, that just triggered something. I came home to get... My... That was the when I found out I was in officially in remission. Yes. Not... Was this 2018? Yes. Okay, yeah. I just... I came home to get um, my PET scan to find out if I was in remission or not. My, like, my first, you know, stamp of approval in remission. And KJ was in the hospital. So, like, this was like a whole, like health kick bender weekend like where and i just didn't you just come up in the anniversary of that yeah just so, recently so, beginning of the march so we're coming so, up on an anniversary so, for you too then yeah so basically mine was uh from january february and april of 2018 one of our surgeries wow yeah. so like it was what three three years yeah coming three, up years. three years yeah but uh they had to go in and i couldn't believe that it was happening again what was it this time? And um, I had to go in, and I had another spinal fluid leak. And and that and was related to. So all these when surgeries? they tried to like fix the Dora, that failed because that muscle was so traumatized and and everything like that that they had to put a shunt in me, which is like that's I call it my speed bump, <laughs> on the side of my head. Yeah. So yeah, that was that that's the surgery route, and. Uh, yeah, so that's been three years. And was that your last surgery that you've had? That was the point? last surgery, like fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Knock on wood. I mean, I've had I've had a few instances where we thought, oh great, here we go. Yeah. So it's, it's it's almost like every day you're kind of holding your. Okay, I guess there's two ways to look at this. Like, what has this been like for your outlook? Like, does it make has it made you more nervous or more so, positive? I'm not gonna lie, I've never had anxiety in my life and then once i got these surgeries i was scared to do anything i was scared to go to the barber i was scared i mean one of my super super good friends has been my barber for years and he took such good care of me give him a plug give him a plug and that's awesome who's your barber yeah uh greg greg where's your work out of he he's uh he does his own business. Oh, good. Right now, good, but good, good friend. He's, he's a, always he's a private taking, stylist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He sounds he's always, exclusive. <laughs> he's always taking care of me. Good, so good. It was, Shout out to Greg. Yeah. And then uh, it was just any time going to the barber, any time going anywhere, you know, even even going to the gym, I was scared because what if something would happen? I couldn't even play. And like I said, I've always been an athletic kid, like play every single sport and to have that taken away from you it, i that was like your lifeblood you love you love exactly sports. i would snowboard all the time and that day that i had my surgeries i was like yeah i'll be up in the mountain again and then my mom looks at me and the doctor looks at me and he's like ah, no i don't think so that, so I, mean, I had they... to give up snowboarding you know uh, one thing that uh, my family and I used to do all the time was ride roller coasters. I would ride the biggest, most badass roller coaster. Of course you would. And I couldn't do that after those surgeries. So are you still at a place now when you can't do those things? There's a lot that I can't, like, I can't really play sports. So I can't, like, you know, go to, like, do a pickup game of basketball or, like, play backyard football because what if? Right. Something will happen. I can't snowboard. So then that's why I took up golf. There you because, go. Because, you know, you, yeah, I can play it till like I'm it's for old, retired people, old. anyways. Yeah. Exactly. It's I can interesting. play it until I'm I, like um, 70. 
I, I've done research on this, actually, how athletes sometimes go through sports depression. They call it after an injury. And I tore my ACLs in high school, my right and my left. So I, I lost my ability to play sports. But again, because of the fear. But it was like I couldn't play soccer. You know what I mean? That was it. I can still work out. I can still run. Like Yeah, he's, you still go to the gym and stuff Yeah, like but yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I got that... really depressed after losing my sport. But, like, I can't even imagine losing, like, all of it for a while um it did i'm not gonna lie it did put me into one of those depend nobody knows about this because i just was never you would never even know but like it put me into a depressed mood because it's like i did all these things for so long and then you know college was just so hard for me like it took seven years for me just to get my associate's degree and i'll never forget the day that i got my associate's degree was probably one of my biggest accomplishments it was that dude you. he because, was so pumped yeah. i remember seeing it all over social media he was so fucking pumped i like cried i was like this is awesome just because that it took so long and there were so many times that i just wanted to quit because of what i was going i was just i you know i didn't want to go through it anymore and, and taking class after class after class of the same the same you know curriculum yeah yeah i think it's great too where like people who see how like happy you were to get your associate's degree like they'll probably they're probably like why is this kid like like he took all of his pictures and all this like okay like i don't we talked about it in the college episode i don't even know if i have associate's degree i think i just i don't know where i got it from like i just passed (laughs) by it but that was something that like if anybody knew half of what you had to do to get that they would be like okay that dude's a fucking badass you know what i mean yeah. like i think that that's so cool and like i said i remember when you when you got it you were so pumped and i think i was in florida still when when that happened yeah, i was just... like fuck yeah my man kj like let's go you know what i mean that's so, like, awesome yeah and and another big thing is too is like because of this superficial cirrhosis is something i have to deal with for the rest of my life you know and the thing is, it's so rare that they're still, you know, my medication alone, like if I didn't thank God for insurance, because if I, you know, the medication that I take every single day, probably for the rest of my life, which is something I really hate. Yeah. And, you know, getting blood work done every month, you know, once a month, my medication costs like over 10 G's. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah, fuck that. It, it's it's crazy, but so like so you still if it wasn't for if it wasn't for insurance, you know. So you still have to monitor this. It's something that's going to be with Absolutely. you forever. For so the are the medications to like kind of are they preventative or? They kind of, I forget. It's kind of supposed to like help it. Right. Okay. You know, just like maintain it, maintenance. I guess. I right? guess something like that. Yeah. Somewhere along the lines of that, but like it's going through that whole thing it's just brought like a whole new normal right you know so like can I... I had to change different things in order to adapt to this you know lifestyle can i ask did it change the way that you learned while you were in school like did it make school harder for you did you do you find like what kind of things changed from all these surgeries like is it harder for you to learn? Is it harder for you to work out? Like, what does that new normal look like for definitely, you? Definitely, definitely learning was definitely one of them. And like, we had that backed up. Like, I had to see a neuropsychiatrist. I had to see anything to do with neuro, I saw. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, there there's times where it's like, you know, sometimes, you know, somebody would like ask me a question and like I would hear you and then like probably about like 10 seconds later, be like, what was that? Mm-hmm. You know, and then another thing that I brought up was, you know, with this whole superficial cirrhosis thing too, it's taken a toll on like my hearing and I'll never forget the time that, you know, like I said, 24 years old, this is, this all happened when I was like 23, 24, yeah. this whole series of events. And when you're, when you're that, you know, it's different from when you're like 12 and then when you're like 24. a young man, yeah, I mean. exactly, exactly. Like I had plans to like move out and plans to start, you know, a career and everything. And then all of a sudden it was just like snap of the finger and it all changed. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like when you're young, you're there to have people take care of you and, and to walk you right. through it. And people actually feel bad for you. And they, they more or less when you're a kid, people usually give a shit about you. When you're 23, 24, a lot less people give a shit about you. <laughs> yeah, it's just, yeah. It is what it is. What, I mean, what Blink-182 said it. Nobody likes you when you're 23. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's true. So it, it was just... and. You know, my day to day, there are times where I've had a few scares. Like I said earlier, I've had a few scares. Real bad headaches and yeah, stuff like real that. Real bad headaches. And, and what do you do like when that. that happens? Just kind of, you know, right now we kind of have like the medication and we, you know, call a neurologist and the neurologist will kind of like, you know, do different things with the medicine. And then that you, but it's one of those things where like you can feel good one day mm-hmm. and feel good for the next two three months and then all of a sudden that one day comes and it's just like you're you're out for the count yeah now i think um how one of the biggest questions i think that some people have is like how has it affected like um like your relationships not only with you know i'm you know girls or um but just like your friends your family like has there has it taken a toll on on that you know as far as I mean, like, the thing is, is that, um, to me, it, the way that I feel towards it is that, like, you know, somebody, like, talks to you, and you know, you're listening to them, and then I just feel like, you know, sometimes it's just, like, they kind of get a little frustrated with you, because they don't think you're listening to them, but I really am, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, just... So the communication part is hard. Communication is hard, yeah. Do you feel less confident? I do, in a way. I try to not be like that. You don't come off that way at all, so that's good. But especially, like, when I go out... I mean, you're an outgoing person. Like when yeah. when, when me and KJ used to go out, like KJ has no problem. Like if I introduced him to like a group of friends that he doesn't know, he has no problem being like, "Hey, what's up, dude?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you know, meet meeting new people is not a hard thing yeah. for you. And I know, I know, for me, it was a big thing, especially knowing that like I have this shunt that like you can see it. I mean, when you pointed it out to me earlier, I couldn't. I would have would not have seen it unless you because I need a haircut. That's why. Well, <laughs> hey, whatever works. Where, where's Greg? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got him up later. Yeah, <laughs> I will say this though. Back to the confidence thing. The night that I met you a couple of months ago, and Bobby brought you into the bar that I work at, two of my girlfriends were there, and they both thought that you were attractive. So, 
Bing bang. Bing still bang. got it, baby. <laughs> still got it. But no, like I, I, I get what you're saying because I've I lack confidence as well too. But I portray myself as this confident person. You do a very good job. Yeah, of it. Whether I, you're confident or not, you're you. Yeah, I mean, I try you, that, and that's that's something that's definitely something that I've tried to work on a lot. But like, are you in therapy? Can I ask? No. Have you no. thought about it? No. We plug therapy I mean, literally it, it, every I, episode. Not gonna lie, I mean. <laughs> I have been told, especially from like a doctor's perspective, that I should. I think you should. Just because they say that I've probably had PTSD from yeah. all this. Absolutely. I mean, I'm, we're not here to tell you what to do, but yeah. um, no, psychologytoday.com I mean, is what I recommend. It's definitely something that like my parents and I have been talking about. But like to me, it's just like, no, I like I got this. Like I wanted like yeah. I got this, you know. Yeah. I, I can mean? tell you this. We're not going to tell you what to do, but you should go into therapy. Yeah. But if you're going to go, go at your own time. Because yeah. you, if someone forces you to go, you're not going to get it. But like, of it. you know, whenever I go out, I I always wear a hat just because there's just that. Yeah, but you got sick flow up top there, bro. Yeah, right. Let, exactly. let it ride. You look good yeah. in the hat though, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like, looking. yeah, I know. <laughs> See all that confidence, bro. You have every reason to be confident, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean. First things first, name one other person that's gone through this. Good luck. He's like fucking, you know, what is it? Point zero 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 five per, uh, yeah. uh, you know, percentile of people have done this. So like, you're you're a fucking bad. You're a bad dude, bro. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you that that's tough. Not many people have done this, and people may have gone through this, but they ultimately end up either like depressed or this and the other thing, and they like let it drastically affect their lives. And you know that it's affected your life, but you, you've come out on the opposite side of this, and like. You are by far one of the most positive people I've ever I, I hang out with. Yeah. Like without that, you don't give a shit about anything. You're like, yeah, whatever. Let's go have fun. Like you can you can turn banging two rocks together into a blast. You know what I mean? Like you're just. <laughs> I love your metaphors. I mean, They're he so really good. can. Like you'd be like, I'd be like, yo, KJ, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm out front of the yard, just like banging these rocks together, but it makes cool sounds. And you're like, oh, are you having fun? You'd be like, yeah, it's a great time. I'm like, okay, like, <laughs> whatever, KJ. But you know, that's just who you are, and that's fucking awesome, dude. Like, that's killer. That's why I keep you in my circle. Yeah, I mean, there, there. I'm not gonna lie. There, there have been times where I've fallen into that depressed mode just because of every. Because to me, I saw, like, I, I kind of had things planned out, like what I wanted to do, and then all of a sudden, it like completely changed. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and I think rightfully so. You have every right to have those feelings. Yeah, and like, but the thing is, is that I climbed out of that because I saw, I was just like, no, I can't do this anymore. Like, I gotta look at like, and especially you know, with my parents and everything like that, they were always like, you know, look what you went through. You you know, being positive about that mm-hmm. because you know. You've gone through more stress and more right. like um, challenges and obstacles in 27 years that some people don't wouldn't go through in 10 lifetimes. Absolutely. Right. You know I have I mean? to say, hearing you talking about the year 2018, I have always said like, you know how you kind of just have those like calendar years that are just like a lot of shit happens to you and it's like very emotional. And yeah. 2018 was my year. And I still like in therapy today, I struggle with forgiving myself the people that hurt me the things that happened like 2018 is like a very mine was big 19 year to me and i'm listening to you you're like january february and april i got three brain surgeries and i'm like and suddenly i'm over 2018 <laughs> yeah, so, like, so props to you for that man that's impressive yeah and like i said my biggest accomplishment what and and like the other thing is too like job wise that's a that's another thing for me because i know how like 
with my head and everything like that. There's been times where, you know, with a couple jobs that I've had where I've had those really bad headaches and I've still did my job. You still went went to work. And- I still went to work and I still, you know, I could feel like complete shit. Yet I still showed up and I did my job. And I remember coming home, going right to bed because I felt like complete shit. And my mom was like, what's wrong? And I was just like, nothing. I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. And she saw how I was and she was just like, you need to go to the hospital because I had that headache again. Hmm. So, you know. Are you but, are you good about keeping up on that though? I'm like, part of me is like, yeah, good for you, persevere. And then part of me is like, go to the hospital, KJ. We don't want to lose you. Yeah. That, that's basically what it is. Like, there, I will tell you, there are times where I'm just like, yeah, maybe I should listen and go, but no, I'm not. I'll get through it. I got through one more it. day. Yeah. Yeah. And but there have also been those times where I'm just like, KJ, just suck it up and just go. Mm-hmm. You know, so. When's the last time you've been to the hospital? I think I had a scare. I want to say probably like my last job I had a scare. So it was probably about six, eight months ago. And then you just went in, got a, what did you get? A quick MRI? Oh, wait, no, I lied. Not six, eight months ago. Probably about like four or five, but yeah. Okay. You just went in, got a quick MRI. Quick MRI just to make sure that everything was on point and there was no leaking no nothing like no that more separation so you right. still have a metal plate in your head right now so yeah do you go off in metal detectors you know what's funny is that i the first time that i got it and then i was healed from all this and i went i think i was going the i was going so i was going somewhere and i'll never forget i was so excited to go through tsa I was like, <laughs> the only person to I, ever I was say just that. I gonna say the most positive man on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I was so I can't excited. wait for fucking TSA. Yeah, nobody, lose... nobody on this Squad, planet. Squad TSA. Likes, yeah, nobody likes TSA. That is just like factual. There is undeniable. Nobody likes TSA except, except KJ. KJ. <laughs> KJ fucking loves TSA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any time that I was like, oh man, I can't wait to go through TSA just to go through the metal detector because like. What if it goes off? Like, what's going to happen? Did it? No, it never went off, and I was really oh. bummed out about it. <laughs> okay, not only does he want to go through TSA, he's like, go off, go off, right. want me down, baby, let's go. Oh, my go. God, that's so funny. Actually, the, I think the first trip that you took was down to Florida, and then you came and visited me. Remember? That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah because or where we, were you at? No, uh, we drove down for that. Oh, you drove down for that one? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is a, my mom and I took a... Uh, So my grandma lived in Orlando and I was, this was one you, I was still at BMW. I think that's what I was still at BMW and I was still late off because of everything. And my mom's like, you ready for a trip? And I was like, yeah, where are we going to go? Will TSA be there? (laughs) It's like, where are we going to go? Oh, we're going to go to Florida. Okay. So I'll never forget. We literally just like drove to Florida we took my car and went to my grandmom's house. And then I said to my mom, I said, hey, I'm going to take a day and I'm going to go see Bobby because he was only like, what, two hours from Yeah, about two Orlando? hours. Yeah. yeah. So I drove down, spent the day with him and then drove back. I you slept like over. You slept over, didn't you? 
Yeah, you slept yeah, over. That's yeah, right. Because yeah. we went and had yeah. drinks at. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The hell was it called? Copper Blues. Yeah. yeah. We I feel like your mom, when people talk about how, like their friendships with you, I'm like, Bobby's such a good friend. He turned out so good. Like I raised you or something. Yeah. Like, I didn't, though. <laughs> I, I, look, I give my, my family, especially my mom, going through all this with me so much props. Like, oh, I can't even imagine. Hey, man, KJ, KJ and his mom are like their squad like he's he sent he has like snapchat videos of him like fucking with his mom all the time well, I feel like, like you all have the time to be. you all guys time. spend a lot of yeah. time together they're like yeah. i just saw the one where uh you like cracked an egg on the floor and you said like yeah put salt so, on it and so it like the up. thing is my mom came up my mom said that she said if you put salt if you like break eggs and you put salt on it it's easier to clean up i said Okay, well, let's do it. He made so a Snapchat and just broke yeah. an egg on the fucking ground. I, I was just, I literally picked up it. And I took some eggs out and I was like, okay, mom, let's try this. So I had my sister do a Snapchat. And I was doing a Snapchat and I just like threw the egg on the ground. My mom's face was classic. <laughs> did it work though? It did. Nice. Life hack. Life hacks. She was just like, she was just like, well, it, you're supposed to only use Morton salt because we had like sea salt. I was just, what's the difference? Like, I just want to see if it works. Wait, we're not in our 30s yet. We don't know the difference between salts yet. But, um, <laughs> but I do want to circle back to Bobby's question about relationships a little bit here. So uh, do you currently have a girlfriend right now? No. Okay. So when you're dating, do you do you tell girls about this? Like if you do, how quickly? What does that look like? Uh, the, it's hard for me. Because, like, the thing is, is that it's, you know, well, I don't know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? Oh, so you're still at risk at this point of. No, it's just, like, throughout, like, the whole journey. Like. Well, I guess, yeah, now you kind of. You don't know what could happen. You know, I could end up in a wheelchair tomorrow. You know, something like you're you're dealing with something with the brain. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, I know with my, the girl that I dated, my uh, ex-girlfriend. It took me probably about, I want to say about three months to just say something about the whole. Did you like mention it, but then like dive into detail like three months later? So it was more like my mom's like, you need to tell her. Like you've been going. Was she pissed that you held it from her that long? A little bit. I'm just thinking. I'm looking looking at Caitlin right now and she, the fire in her eyes right there. She's like, I would be fucking livid. Well, I'm also like, I want to know it all. Like, I want to know your blood type on the second date. But like. (laughs) I don't even know my blood type. I don't either. But (laughs) but I said the same thing to Bobby about his um, potential inability to have kids. I'm like, you got to tell her that. Hi, my name's Bobby. I don't know if I can can have kids. Like, but I'm just, but whatever. But okay. So what was her reaction? I mean, uh, we just had like a big conversation about it at the table, and uh, I, to me, it was just like, look, like it's gonna come out like sooner or later. But like, I know for her, it was just like, why didn't you tell me earlier? Like, I'm going through this with you. Why didn't you tell me earlier? I was like, oh, occasion. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Man, so like, I kind of like. I only like. Do you think you'll take that into your next relationship and tell tell them sooner? Tell them sooner. It's, I feel like, no, I don't so believe hard. you. <laughs> it's so hard because it's such a, it's not like a little problem. You know, it's a, yeah, it's not like, it's a big stepping stone. It's not like you have a weird thing. toe. Like, no, like, exactly. you know, like, and it's something that I don't like talking about because it just brings up certain stuff. Well, maybe you can just tell them to listen to this episode. Be like, hey, nice right, to exactly. meet you. Episode 29, a regular podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But I like, like that. Always plug. <laughs> but like, you know, like, you know, it's a, it's it's a hard 
it's hard to say something about, but like, I mean, there are times where like, oh, how'd you get this car on the back of your head? Well, this, this, this. So where do, how much time do you have? <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, that's good. Um, KJ, that was an awesome story. I mean, like, and I mean, it wasn't awesome, but, but it, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a shitty story, but you told it very well. You did. Obviously you came out on, on the, uh, the uh, opposite end of it. You know, it's all positive, everything. Um, is there anything that you would want to tell like our listeners about life? You know, like, do you, what do you want to hone in? If they could take one thing from this episode from you, what would you want to tell somebody? I mean, like, honestly, for me, it's just, like, stay positive, honestly. Like, you could go go through some really rough shit, but it's that positivity that keeps you afloat, you know, and surrounding yourself with the people you love, you know, that, that support system. That's another big thing. You don't, you don't need to get too elaborate. It's two simple things. Be positive and surround yourself with people who give a shit yeah, about it's you. A, it's a support system. That's a, that's a big one, too, you know. But absolutely the positive um the positivity it's it's huge Mm -hmm. it's a very huge thing awesome well um are you okay with if anyone has any issue or questions or concerns or if they have if they're one of the three thousand people that have done this (laughs) as well who knows there just might be one listen i know hey you know what would be fucking crazy if if someone listened to this podcast was like yo i actually went through this or I know someone. It's like, are you kidding me? Like this podcast, this platform reached one of three thousand. I feel people. like you're oh, a very magnetic person, though. And if they're out there, like they'll well, come it's to funny. you. It's funny you say that because one of my friends, she she's in the army. She texted me like probably six months ago, and she was like, "Hey, can I ask you something?" I was like, "Yeah, what's up?" And then she was asking me about the whole thing. She's like, "I have a friend that has a saint that she's staring down." A brain surgery. Is there any way that she can like talk to you? Isn't that the best feeling? It I gave is. my number to someone this last yeah. past weekend. I said their um, cousin is getting ready to go through um, chemo as well too. And I was like, yo, and I just met this person this weekend too. I was like, I don't know you. And I sure as hell don't know your cousin, but like, here's my number. If he wants to call and talk to me at any point in time. And that, that, that's a too. big thing too, because it's like, you're helping that person right there. You already went through it. You can give them little pointers of like, this is what you're gonna feel, and like, just you know, do this and that. And that's good for for them to hear from someone who's been through it. But I'm sure it's also good for you too, like kind of therapeutic to, even though you went through that shitty thing, at least now you can talk to somebody else and yeah. provide. There's some more rare kind people of... like me in this world. Yeah, you know. Again, let team up, dude. Squad, yeah. Power Rangers. Little Power Rangers. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Um, do you mind people reaching out to you if you, if, yeah. if that's the case? No, that's feel free totally to plug true. your Instagram or anything else um, that you want to. So my Instagram is lowbase l o w b a s s underscore m k v. That's my Instagram. Oh, awesome! Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your story with us. I it was nice to be around some male energy once. Yeah, yeah, and and you know what's crazy is like you know. Obviously, we talk about a lot of things. Some uh, some of these things are kind of dark and whatnot. And although this was like a dark topic, KJ has that ability to shine some light on it. And like, I had fun. Like, I was like, I'm like upbeat still, even though we yeah. talked about something that was really sad. And I know? really have trouble going into episodes with and Bobby can confirm this. I'm like, okay, so what are we going to focus on? Like, what's the message? What's the topic? And I think I went into this one knowing that we didn't really have a full direction. 
But I loved it. I thought it was great. And we, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So again, KJ, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story with us and everything that, like that. So. Yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. And I had, I had so much fun doing this too. So yeah, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as you guys know, you already know what to do. Feel free to follow the irregular page at irregular podcast. Feel free to follow my personal Instagram as well, which is at YoBob, E-Y-O-O-O underscore B-O-B. And follow my personal Instagram page at Katie underscore A-N-I. It's K-A-I-T-Y underscore A-N-I. As always, we are looking for guests. If you're interested in coming on the show, please hit us up. Uh, If you want to talk about something fun, something tough, something exciting, something depressing, Hit us up. Make us an offer we can't refuse. Slide in the DMs. You know what to do. And on that note, we will talk to you next Thursday. Love you. Cue that fire outro music, baby.